EdTech Mondays Kenya is supported by the Mastercard Foundation Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT and EdTech East Africa. Hello and welcome to EdTech Monday Kenya, a monthly series of conversations. My name is Moses Kimibaro, your host and moderator for the Kenya edition. This month, we look at how to improve foundation literacy and numeracy through hybrid models of learning. In the February 2023 edition of EdTech Monday Kenya, we explored the topic mainstreaming hybrid models of learning as a means of ensuring that all learners in Kenya can be accommodated in a learning environment that can be in-person or virtual. In hybrid learning, educators can teach remote and in-person students at the same time using tools like video conferencing to make this viable and sustainable. In today's EdTech Monday Kenya, we'll go deeper into understanding how we can leverage hybrid learning models to improve foundational literacy and numeracy for young learners in Kenya, and also to discuss the gaps and opportunities for teachers, parents, and all stakeholders. Foundation literacy and numeracy is broadly defined as a child's ability to read basic tests and also solve mathematics problems such as addition and subtraction. It also enables children to become independent and engaged readers and writers who can transition from learning to reading and from learning to writing for academic success and pleasure. As we explore how to improve foundational literacy and numeracy through hybrid models of learning for young learners in Kenya, to those watching today's EdTech Monday, we ask, how do you know your child can read or write or do basic math at the right level? What would you do if your child is lagging? Do you use any tech solutions to support their literacy or numeracy skills? Please send your responses to edtechmonday at mastercardfdn.org or tweet using the hashtag edtechmondayke. I'm delighted to introduce our panel for today's conversation. Christina Kello, ICT Education Trainer, Global eSchools and Communities Initiative, or JESSE, Abdinur Alimadi, Founder and Bluga, and Anne Kibara, teacher in Gudu Primary and Junior Secondary School, and Rosa Molo, who's our sign language interpreter. Thank you all for joining us today. Can you share a story or experience of the importance of having foundational literacy and numerous skills in your everyday life? And maybe we can start off with you, Anne. When you talk about uh, foundational literacy and numeracy, I've had several experiences, but there's this that really strike me. As a deputy head teacher, once in a while, I do like a routine check to see what is going on within the school. So there's one this particular time uh, I got into a class and I found the teacher, she was doing reading. And uh, so when I went closer, I found the people was just opening the mouth, but no words were coming out. So I was interested to know what is going on. So the teacher told the learner to sit down so that uh, we could talk. So the teacher told me, the learner is in grade three, but even a three-letter word, the child cannot read. So we dug further to see how we could be able to assist the child. So we, after several conversations with the child, uh, he confided with us that he has some problems at home. Yeah, sometimes he sleeps hungry, comes to school without taking breakfast. So once he comes to school, he's not able to concentrate. And other times he doesn't even come to school. So he missed out on some foundations of literacy. So you'll find this child, he had a very low self-esteem, doesn't participate in class. Daddy socializes with other learners. So basically after that, I, we talked to the teacher and the teacher decided she will give some extra lessons to the learner to see whether the learner can get some, some basic skills maybe even use some mobile apps and all that, then I will organize how the child can get at least a meal. 
So flash forward to term two. By the time we were in mid term two, the boy could read. The boy could not only read, but uh, he was performing well in all the other learning areas. Because you see when uh, literacy is a problem, even the other learning areas become an issue. You can ask an oral question, the learner can respond. But when it comes to, to, to written question, the learner cannot be able to respond. So after this whole experience, do you know it was a turnaround for that learner? Today is a very vibrant boy, and he's one of the best boys in his classes as far as reading is concerned. That's a wonderful story. So it just shows that, again, if the child or the learner has all the right pieces in place, then they can actually learn well. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Abdinur? Do you have any experiences you'd like to share around you know, foundational literacy and numeracy from your own day-to-day -day experiences? Uh, sure. And I think I've been in literacy and numeracy space for the last uh, four years. And uh, I've been visiting schools in the northern part of Kenya. One of my experiences, uh, I can say, that always rings in my head is when I was in Wajia North. I went to a school and then I went to, I think, to the grade two. Then I could ask them a very simple question like, what's your name? And none of, the, none of them could not answer. What's your name? Imagine that child maybe started from PP1 to PP2, grade one, which means they have been in school for the last four years, but they cannot respond to what is your name. As simple as that. So what I did is uh, I, I, I tried to translate into their indigenous language. So I say, what's your name is called? I say it in Somali, for example. And at the end of the day, I taught them like around five to six words. And I, I could even ask them, what's your name? And then they say, my name is so-and-so. So I, I, and I realized we have a challenge down there and it's because of just language barrier. And, and also when maybe uh, you see, uh, we have a exam release, for example, nationally, where do we fall as a region? We always fall just bottom there. We don't even appear in top thousand if, if there was a grading like that. You might find uh, the student is maybe form four or form three, but they cannot construct a very simple sentence. Why? Because they don't have a good foundation. That's why, which means language, if you are not competent with the language of instruction, what are you going to write? Nothing. You might understand the concept, but how do you put it into a word? And that's a challenge that's faced across, I think, the whole of Northern Kenya. We don't fail exams because we are dumb. We fail exams because we don't get the right uh, instructional language, especially for the early years, which is very critical. And, and, and I'm glad the new competence-based curriculum supports the use of indigenous language. But I'm even shocked why we are not serious about it. And even now my apps, the MLUGA apps, have been approved by, by, by KICD because they, they have seen there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a gap that we need to fill. So I'm saying we need to fix uh, learners at the lower level. Great, thank you for sharing that. What about you, Christine? Based on your own experiences, what have you seen around this space of foundational literacy and numeracy, especially where young learners are concerned? Foundational literacy and numeracy, I think, is very, very key in uh, development of a child. I was once a teacher and uh, I would go to class just like Anne and I, I couldn't communicate with the children because you are a teacher in Nairobi and you're speaking in English imagining that all these kids can understand what you're talking about. Their first language is Kiswahili. So you introduce the Kiswahili, build the English. This is this and this is how we call it in Kiswahili and the child is aha. Uh -huh and even bring in uh, diagrams, and even bring in, if technology was there, there then, 
the world have brought in technology and now there's technology, you can bring in a technological idea or concept around what you're teaching. So the child relates the real thing and the language and in the different language that you want to. Because look at the children at home. You bring, your child is speaking English, you bring a house girl who doesn't know English. In a month's time, the child is speaking in Kiswahili. You take this child to Shago, in a month's time, the child is speaking the local language in that place. So why is it that we can't do this at school? So uh, it is that miss. And at times we also say that uh, they will open up along the way. And this takes a lot of effort for the kids. Of course, there are those children who open up. There are those children who Abdi is describing, maybe they started at this level and completely lost it to high school. But there are those who struggle and by year six, grade six now, they have opened up and the child that was in grade one, you can't believe is the child that is in grade six. And as an educator of young learners in Kenya, what have you seen as some of the challenges and opportunities to adopting hybrid learning models, foundation literacy and numeracy from both the teacher and the learner perspectives? So I have seen uh, many challenges that have been experienced, especially when it comes to accessing the digital content. We have connectivity issues whereby many schools are not connected to internet. You also have bundles are expensive. Mm. So there's quite a number of parents who might not be able to afford. The other challenge is uh, for you to use technology, you have to have the gadgets. So you can find that uh, uh, it's true the government was able to supply the schools with some digital devices, but that was long ago when the, and this population is still growing. So you'll find if maybe the gadgets that were supplied were around 50 and now the learners are more, you'd find uh, they, they'll have to share. Or maybe uh, the, uh, some, some of them have gotten destroyed uh, uh, with continuous use. And uh, probably the other challenge, you'll also find uh, that uh, as they are being overtaken with time, so some of them may become outdated. Another thing is parental support. You'll find that some of the parents probably are not supportive when it comes to uh, ensuring that their learners can be able to access these devices. And uh, it might also not be, they are not willing to support, they might also not be having the, the digital devices with them. So also in our schools, you find that some of the teachers are not very vast when it comes to use of technology. Uh, there's need for them to be taught more on how to access this digital content and how to use it. We also have like technophobia, where you'll find there are some who probably they, if they try, they can, but they, they have um, a fear of the unknown. And you'll find that's why maybe they are not using that technology. Also power connectivity. Mm. We have quite a number of places where there's no electricity or maybe it's not reliable or sometimes there's electric failure. Maybe it's not paid for or something. So you'll find there are times when there's no connectivity or maybe there's no alternative source of power in case there's no electricity. I'd like to move over back to Christine. Yeah, as part of uh, Jesse's missions is really to train teachers on new technologies that are going to help them uh, deliver um, these new models of learning to our young learners in the country through hybrid platforms. 
I don't know whether you can share some of the unique experiences and some of the things you have seen in the day, sort of the work that you do, uh, and how Jesse is bringing this to life uh, within the market. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Moses. Just as Anne is talking about, there are so many challenges uh, in the school, in the school environment. And the first is the teacher. So we as Jesse, what we do is teacher capacity development. We try to train teachers on how to use digital tools to make learning more fun and enjoyable and also to make learning real. So we are bringing reality into the classroom. And it's only then that we can break these numeracy and literacy kind of gaps that we are talking about. Because when you realize like what Anne is talking about, a child comes to school and they are not able to. So you bring in technology to demystify the theories around this is impossible, this is not possible, because technology actually breaks down abstract concepts, and then learners are able to learn using technology with them. Our students are digital natives, so if it is a reserve of the teacher, then I don't think they can, they, they can communicate. So the teacher will come in and be friendly to the, the student, because the student has value addition. So it is not uh, a teacher show. We are in a learning environment, very, very active. Actually, even the, the seating arrangement in our classes were very different. They were sitting in groups. They were sitting in groups and the teacher was a facilitator and not uh, the owner of knowledge, like uh, we call them, yeah. Fantastic. Abdinur, I'd like to turn to you now. Um, Mluga, I think, is a fantastic app um, multilingual, um, serving communities out there in remote locations such as Northern Kenya. And I'd like to, to share with us what you have seen from that perspective, you know, rolling out this uh, solution that is really enabling, um, you know, learning at this foundational level for young learners, but more importantly, the fact that it's multilingual, it's technology biased, but yet it's being used in areas where such technology may, may be seen as being sort of unviable. So if you can share with us from that point of view, how that's working for you. Last year, we did a research on the status of DLP, Digital Literacy Program. We went to uh, throughout Wajia County and part of Garissa County. Uh, funny enough, we we realized a lot of schools were equipped by by, by Minister of ICT. In Wajia alone, we had we have seen over 200 schools had tablets. Some schools were very remote, and actually, the number of tablets are even more than the number of enrollment. Just because of the drought, you know, we are pastoral communities. Because of whenever, you know, we depend on animals. So whenever the animals don't find pasture around, they move, so we move with the animals. So sometimes you go to a school, you find they have 100 tablets, brand new, but they, they, the learners even are 70 or 60. Now, I asked the teachers what happened. So now uh, the challenge was, uh, number one, there was no content inside the tablets. You open, it's nothing, it's blank. And then now there was a sustainability uh, issue uh, because there was solar, solar panels which uh, was never maintained. So it was maybe vandalized or even uh, got even destroyed. And then now comes to the critical point, the teacher's training. In a whole school, every teacher's like, I mean, I was not trained. Like, like uh, we couldn't even see a teacher who said I trained, uh, I was trained. And maybe those few who said we were trained, they said they were trained through PowerPoint presentation. You go to a room, you, you drink tea, and then someone projects a, a, instead of you know, doing hands-on thing. So it's one of the challenges, like, hey, I went to Mombasa, you stayed for a week, some guys were just projecting notes, 
contrary to uh, you know doing it hands on. So uh, the training was very poor. And number two, there was no content. So you have tablets, but you don't have content. How are you going to use it? The solar uh, and the connectivity, uh, the, the Wi-Fi. Don't even talk about it. Now the connectivity issue is also uh, was an issue, but you have tablets to do what? So it's locked somewhere. So basically, the uptake has been has been uh, very slow uh, because of sometimes like you want to help, but you don't get that political uh, what do you call uh, uh, willingness around you, and if you don't get like uh, people who are you know passionate about education, especially the leaders, it's quite uh, challenging. But uh, it, it was a quite a good experience, and uh, the the it was really welcomed, and uh, uh, we have done a lot of work with the with the with the county government, especially uh, in Wajia County, in terms of adoption. But still, it's just uh, talking after talking. But hopefully, very soon we'll uh, we'll get a breakthrough. So it seems that we're almost at the end of our conversation, and again, in just one minute or less, I would like to come back to you and and share with us maybe some of your last remarks things that you think would be really important to our viewers, especially the parents, the teachers, the stakeholders, to know and learn about what is important to take away from this session vis-a-vis uh, -vis, um, the foundational literacy and numeracy for young learners in Kenya. Uh, so that our learners uh, fulfill the 21st century goals, and so that these our learners can be globally competitive, this is the way to go. We have to make sure that our learners are not disadvantaged. They need to access these digital devices. They need to interact with these devices. They need to learn technology so that at least it will also be able to help them in future. You have seen people nowadays are even working online. So it's not just important for them at the foundation level, but throughout. Eh? And uh, as uh, Abdi is saying, he's talking about uh, literacy being the key. If a child cannot read, uh, even in in other, as they progress in the other classes, they become very frustrated. So we need to take this thing with the seriousness that it is concerned so that any stakeholder that can be able to come and help bridge the gap to be very good, especially I like Christine, what they are doing, uh, trying to bridge the gap by educating the teachers. So other stakeholders can come in and assist, especially when it comes to teacher training available, and especially Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, internet connectivity. You know, when we talk about digital, most of the time, we even if it's offline, at a, at a particular time, you'll still need some Wi-Fi, maybe to download the app, to update it. Then we also need to take advantage of the already available programs in the TVs, uh, in the internet, Kenya Education Cloud, and all that. We need to, to, to utilize them so that at least it might be, it, it will come hand in handy in ensuring that our learners acquire the foundation they require so that they can be able to do well as they progress. Thank you for sharing that, Anne. Christine, in a minute or less, maybe you can share with us your last words in terms of things that you think would be important to take away for those who are watching this show today in terms of this foundational literacy and numeracy in Kenya. Um, I think it's important for us uh, as educators to invest or leverage on the young teachers who are coming in. Like I mentioned before, our children are digital natives. 
the young teachers are digital natives. They can speak a language that they communicate. Because in our schools, you find 50% are teachers who imagine, I don't think I need technology, I can do it the way I've always done it. Then there are these other teachers who've just come in from college. In college now, they are doing a lot of online classes. So there's been a lot of exposure to technology. Now you come to classroom and you are supposed to teach with chalk and just talk and uh, yeah, so it doesn't make much sense to them. But when you introduce tech, then you bring them home. So these are the teachers who are able to break this information to our younger uh, learners and they are able to communicate. So we need to leverage on the younger teachers who are at school to be able to help teach children to learn. So even as the children are learning in the traditional way where there is a lot of that, but they should also be given an opportunity to learn in environments where they are used to. They play with their phones at home, the parents' phones at home. They, when they are hiding, because we are talking about everywhere, anytime kind of learning, when they are hiding out there, they're listening to radio. So it is important to bring technology at uh, the foundational level, have learners do what they can do at school, and do what they can do at home, and it is everywhere, every time kind of learning. That's what we are advocating for. And lastly, Abdinur, I'd like again in one minute or less, can you share with us possibly the most important points that you think our viewers would get uh, from this particular session, specifically around this foundational literacy and numeracy for young learners in Kenya? Basically, I think I would say literacy and numeracy is everything. Uh, it's the foundation for everything, for you to succeed in life. In, in any field you maybe you want to venture. So I would say is uh, uh, we need to be serious about uh, how, it, how we we trying to bring our children, especially uh, up to grade three. And, 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 and I'm glad that the new CBC supports also the use of indigenous language. And we have a lot of uh, materials, a lot of programs in, uh, in place for literacy and numeracy. We have a lot of uh, 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 talk about it, but uh, we have not seen enough. Because finding uh, a grade six learner who cannot uh, read or write is very frustrating uh, indeed. And uh, I believe, and also my research also shows that uh, uh, it's based on, 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 on your foundation, how, how you have been uh, taught, especially for the first few years. And every research done also points out that there's this need for use of the first language. And the first language first, before, before even you transit to, to the second language. But this is a problem uh, across Africa, not across Africa, because I remember there's one seminar we did with the UNESCO Bangkok on multilingual education. Uh, people are, are facing that uh, language barrier uh, in learning. So my take is the, the Ministry of Education to be very serious about it. And if we can focus so much on, on literacy for the first few years, and even let, let's not allow our children to transit, even to grade one, if they cannot do some, you know, some, some, some assessments and, and, you know, giving them the green light that they can, they can continue. Because the, the, getting, you know, a learner in grade six, how did he find himself or herself there? Passing all these grades, which means the, what was the teacher, teachers doing? Coming to parents' engagement, that's something I can, even I can't even start it, especially from where I come from. Because our parents will only visit schools when you have a, we have a trouble. <laughs> There's not that parental engagement. And I know CBC also has that aspect of parental engagement. So what I'm saying is, uh, even the, the, the teachers, uh, they, they, they understand the, you know, the, the competency and you know, the level of understanding of, of learners. They should not allow learners to transit 
So we need to be serious about uh, the literacy because that's the foundation. A house is built from foundation. Even if you make beautiful up, up there, if your foundation is weak, I think you are, you are not doing anything. So I will say, be it the county government, be it the national government, we need to have a serious uh, discussions about basic literacy and numeracy. Well, thank you very much, Abdinur and Christine. Thank you so much for sharing your perspectives in this panel. And we are delighted at what our viewers hopefully will learn from this session and how you know, hybrid learning models can really assist in the literacy and numeracy of our young learners. Asante Nisana. And now let's hear some feedback from other contributors beyond the studio today, giving us their point of view regarding what they feel is important when it comes to the foundational literacy and numeracy in Kenya for young learners. I will know whether my child is able to write or read because I was a teacher for five years. I was an untrained teacher for five years. So I have that experience of teaching. I would teach my children even before they go to school. I would make sure that they know how to write their name, the numbers, the alphabets. I'll ensure that before they get to school, they, they know how to write something. So that by the time they go to school, when they are taught by the teacher, when they come back at home, I would assess their homework and then I would connect with the teacher so that at least my child will be able to do well. If my child would lag behind, I would make sure that I do, I prepare a lot of work for them. I would give them exercises, assignments to make sure that at least they do them. And then I would also communicate with the teacher to find out why they are lagging behind. There must be a reason why they are lagging behind. So I would want to know to the from the teacher what is making them lag behind. When I was growing up, I had challenges in how I'm going to, to get this information of literacy. So going to the li library is an old school way. It's interesting, it's old fashioned, but in my case study, I, also, I would love to say YouTube has been a way that has given me an advantage. Add your capacity in terms of reading new books, because that is the only way you can have the advantage of interacting with, with ideas and ideologies. And also for the numeracy part, it's, it's good to, to take a challenge on how you're going to manage your day-to-day your -day budgets and planning for, for the future. Thank you all for watching this edition. Follow more of these conversations on the MasterCard Foundation YouTube channel and the Young Africa Works Facebook page. My name is Moses Kemibaro. See you again on the next edition of EdTech Monday Kenya. EdTech Mondays Kenya is supported by the MasterCard Foundation Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT and EdTech East Africa.